Arsenal have been dumped out of the FA Cup. That adds to the list of them being out of the Carabao Cup and potentially out of the title race. Today, we discuss, has Arteta run out of ideas and are Arsenal in a little mini crisis of their own? Roll the intro. Hello and welcome to the Lost in Possession podcast. If you are here for the first time, please do us a very small favour and consider subscribing to the channel. As always, at least one podcast a week, absolutely free to subscribe. You know the drill. As I said, let's get straight into the episode. Arsenal off the back of an FA Cup exit at home to a weakened Liverpool side. This now leaves Arsenal without a win in four games. Three back-to-back-to-back losses in a row. Simply not good enough. Reese, as the resident Arsenal fan, of course, we have to start with you. How do you feel at the minute about Arsenal? Is Arteta running out of ideas? It's a good question. Um, I think it's a matter of two things. I think, one, it's unrealistic pressure put on the team just because they finished second last year. So I would argue, no, there isn't a mini crisis. Really, we're performing as we probably should. Um, and that is as a normal top four team. Second of all, um, I think, I think yes, tactically we are a bit worn out. I think teams know how to play us quite well, and I think that it ties in with what my third point is, and that is the fact that there is no out and out striker really to bang the goals in. If we look at these three defeats we've had, even going back into Newcastle, for example, you know. The stats we've absolutely dominated. I think if you look at Liverpool, it was 18 shots, five on target. We look at West Ham, it was 30 shots, eight on target. We look at Fulham, it was 13 shots, three on target. And then, of course, as uh, Newcastle, that poor, poor performance at Newcastle where it was 14 shots, one on target. So it's quite clear that there is a striker issue there. And it makes me think, is Arteta, without the striker, are we playing, utilising our strengths? West Ham, for example had three shots on target and they got two goals. They relied on the set pieces, etc. So really that's what we should be doing at this moment in time. But we also have the quality to not have to rely on that. So we're in a bit of a sticky situation here of how do we really maximise it? Because you can't really maximise what we have with both right now. Yeah, Jamie, what's your thoughts? Do you agree with what Reese is saying there or, or not? Well, I'm definitely one to talk about having... T- thousands of shots and scoring one and seeing a team come and have two shots against you and score two. I've seen it time and time, time and time again for City. So I definitely know what that feels like. And that's with Haaland up front, with Aguero up front. I've seen it with strikers happening. So just having that striker up there doesn't naturally stop games like that happening, really. It can, it can still happen. You'll get your odd team, which I normally see against Spurs or against Palace. It's sometimes it's just one of them days. But I think the concerning part of it is last season where Arsenal were doing really well, especially in the league, they were coming up with goals more from Saka, Wide and Martinelli. And that's the sort of avenue I think Arsenal have gone down where it's like a old Liverpool front three of Salah, Mane, Firmino, where Firmino doesn't get the goals, which is the Jesus role. And Salamane did, which is Saka Martinelli. 
that's sort of the I think the route's gone down rather than a city Harland up front. So I think that's the problem as well. So it, it could be fixed by switching it up, but then I think you've got to make sure Martinelli plays differently, Saka plays differently as well, and if they have to play differently, they may not look as good. And I'm not saying that they've looked great for the past five, well, four or five games. But it's definitely something that it's a big change in the way Arsenal attack. So I don't think it's just bringing us a, a striker who scores goals like a like a Tony, for example, is going to naturally just fix things. And these games where Arsenal haven't scored or have scored very little is going to fix it. So I think they need probably a bit more time than just signing the striker and thinking it's going to resolve itself. Yeah, I think that's fair. And as well, you've got, there is the strikers there. I know in Ketia, many people say he's, he's not good enough to be the main guy at Arsenal. You know, Jesus, I don't think has been terrible, but he's not, he's not that six foot tall, you know, lump striker. You've then got Havertz, who seemed to play in that position yesterday in the FA Cup game. And that, that kind of prompted me a little bit to say, you know, is Arteta running out of ideas? And the reason for that is he's been praised for bringing in Havertz and finding this new role for him. Havertz had probably two to three good games. Everyone hyped him up. As I've said, my opinion's not changed. He He's just not good enough. But then yesterday, he's now playing as a striker. Is that Arteta trying something different? Or is that him? Maybe I'm looking into this too much, but is that him basically accepting he's got it wrong about Havertz in particular? I, I, I don't, don't think I don't think he's got it wrong about Havertz. I think when you're playing the Liverpools and the Man Cities, I think playing Havertz in that role, like a full snowing kind of role, is much more suited. Because I think an out and out striker tends to get knocked out of the game a bit. We don't have a physical striker in Jesus or in Ketia. We just don't. So Havertz is probably better for that to bring the wingers in which makes it look like he has a poor game, which I, I understand. But he's better suited against those teams than I think, like I said, Nketiah wouldn't. Nketiah suits Arsene Wenger's style of play, fine. But he doesn't suit this one. And Jesus wouldn't really fit that against the Cities or the Liverpools either. So I think he's just dealing with what he has at the moment. Yeah, I kind of see. I kind of seen it as a rotational, you're playing in the cup games. Because you're playing games pretty much like twice a week. So you can't just physically, and I think Arsenal lack something in attack as just numbers. So I think that's where you've played the Havertz up front because you're trying to give, Jesus has had some injuries at Arsenal, so you can't just keep playing him and playing him because he's just going to get a big injury again. And that's where you saw Martinelli not start on the wing. And I think the problem Arsenal have, they keep talking about a striker. I think the biggest problem is they don't have cover for Saka. And to be fair, a striker can solve that because you can put Jesus on the wing and then you can rotate a bit. But at the moment, I think they're struggling. They, sh I think I'll tend to try to freshen it up and let's, let's try a different sort of team in the FA Cup where it's not about the performance and three points. It's just about win, move on. And at home, I think they had the better chance when you've got Salah and Van Dijk out. But Havertz up front didn't work at Chelsea. It just didn't. Like, okay, 
Champions League final goal, fine. Otherwise, it just didn't work. So I don't know if it was just him going, right, I can't keep playing Jesus. Let's let's try this. It's But Nketi was on the bench. That, that This is kind of why I'm bringing it up, because Nketi yeah. is sitting there on the bench. And then you've brought Havertz in as this centre midfield in this new, you know, not new, but this this different role. And then he's benched he's he he's benched in Ketia to then try Havertz up front again, which we've seen foul for three years. But I guess that was Arteta's way of trying to dominate the midfield against Liverpool. And to be fair, like you said, I don't know how many shots did you say, Reese? It was like thirty shots or something stupid. Yeah. Oh, against Liverpool, we had 18 yeah. shots. 18 West shots. Ham. So West really, Ham you, can't, you can't say it failed in that way. It was just the final end product. It sort of like, it seems like the build-up play is working. But then it's more, what are the type of chances they're getting? Is that good enough? And then you don't have the prolific goal scorer. We've had it there. Because Enketia isn't that prolific goal scorer, unfortunately. He should be... Unfortunately for him, he's now. I think he's probably too old. I don't know how actually old he is, but I think really the level he's at, I'd expect that from a youth player at Arsenal. And I think Nketiah is a bit too old to be classed as a youth player now. Yeah, yeah he's he's only twenty four Nketiah, but yeah, he's he's not old. he's not prolific. I, no disrespect to him, I do like him, but I think he's better off, you know, at Palace or. Or somewhere that's going to play that attacking or style, like like I said, with Wenger. Because I think that's more of his role, that poacher style role. Arteta, that's not the kind of striker he uses, the style of play he has. So it's not going to work for him. He has his moments in Ketia, and I do think he's all right. But realistically, would he make City's bench? No, he wouldn't. So if you want to be ambitious and you want to say, OK, we want to compete with these teams, you have to say, will he make their bench? He wouldn't make Liverpool's bench either. So we have to look at that and say, OK, maybe we're going to have to sell him. I like him. I hope it works out for him, you know, in general. But I just don't think he's what Arsenal need or, or you know, need at this moment in time. Well, just before we do move on to what Arsenal need, maybe in terms of, you know, Jan signings or summer signings, I do want to touch on Saka. Um, Jamie, you mentioned it. You're saying at the minute Arsenal don't really have enough cover for Saka. Um, and I do feel like for Arsenal at the minute, my personal opinion is that it's a bit of an elephant in the room where, no one wants to talk about Saka underperforming. Um, and again, if you guys are following us on TikTok, we have done videos about this. So do make sure you're following us on TikTok. But Saka, he's got six Prem goals, six assists. Not not terrible by any means. But if he is the guy, and, and he kind of is now for Arsenal, he is that he is that poster boy, he is the star boy, whatever you want to call it. He needs to do more than he's currently doing. And maybe the lack of covers putting more pressure on him, I don't know. But he is underperforming at the minute, and I feel like Arsenal fans kind of don't want to say it. What, what do you guys think on that, and Saka's performances particularly? Yeah, I've, like I said, his stats are already decent this season, so I'm not going to be too harsh on him. I think I agree there's a lot of pressure on him. Um, if you take him off, who realistically can take his place? So again, he is he has to have that weight on his shoulders, which I think he handles well. But what I've mentioned about Saka before is when it comes to the crunch, he doesn't deliver. He just doesn't. He never has. And yes, he's only 22 and he, he might change that. But, you know, it, he hasn't so far. So 
I think that's where the pressure is. And I think rightly so we should be bringing this up because we're very quick to criticise other players. And just because a player is your poster boy doesn't mean they're, you know, they're not exempt from a dip in form. You know, didn't exempt David Beckham during his peak. It doesn't exempt Ronaldinho. It probably wouldn't even exempt Lionel Messi. So you have to, you have to treat it that way. And yeah, it has been poor. But I think, again, a lot of that, yeah, is because the player below him isn't able to take his place yet. So he's carrying a lot of weight on his shoulders. But I guess that's sort of like what I was saying before. So like you haven't got any rotation for him. So is he just playing too many minutes? And this is where I've seen it. I've like you can sort of see it before. I think Rooney's like a great example. I'm not comparing Rooney and Saka. They're not completely different players, not and level abilities in my opinion. But early on in their careers, they're getting played game after game after game after game, and in the latter start of their career, they're ruined. And that's why Ronaldo's still playing while Rooney's a coach and Rooney is younger than Ronaldo. Like, it's sort of like them comparisons and that's something I can see happening to Saka. And when he was getting injured, he was then playing for Arsenal and playing for England. And it was just like, give the guy a rest. Just like, and I know neither have like an allegiance to be like, Arteta's not going to rest him so he can play for England, and Southgate's not going to do it the other way. But you've got a. I think you both probably need to talk and just go. Let's give him. Let's give him a two-week break. He's played this many minutes. Give him a two-week break. England have got a friendly, like coming up. There's no need to play him and things like that. So I think that could be the problem. But like I say, with, but I think Arteta could sort of switch him out and put Jesus on the wing. Because it works. When he was at City, he was good on the wing. So it's not like Jesus can't play there and he can't play there at a higher level, because he can. But his performances, I don't know. Sometimes, though, I'm not saying he is. I don't, I don't, I don't fully know, really. But sometimes you start believing your own hype and you start thinking you're better than what you are. And there was a few chances I saw from the Arsenal-Liverpool game where he's taking that shot outside the box when there's a better pass on. And is that sometimes just going, I'm going to do this, I'm going to score, it's on me, like, I'm good enough to do this, which he probably is, like, let's be honest, he's a great player. But sometimes it's what's best for the team, where I think I think the one was, it was like Odegaard made an overlap run, but he just carried on inside and shot and it went miles over. And sometimes it's you going, I'm the star boy, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to win this game, because it was nil-nil at the time. It reminds me of Rashford, I've got to say. Um, he's been heavily criticised for it at United sort of this season and towards the end of last season where he obviously had that spell last season where he was, you know, absolutely phenomenal. But there's a lot of times where he has not squared the ball when he should have. He's trying to take shots on himself and it does. You're right. Watching even Saka yesterday, it does feel like he he is in that position. And again, you you don't want to criticise it too much because you can flip it and say, look, he he he's trying to be that guy. He's trying to turn around. He's he's trying to to help the team. But you're right, and it's an interesting point of debate because where he thinks he's helping, if he misses that shot or he fluffs that volley like yesterday, he's not helping the team. He's he's hindering the team. So I do think that's a good point, actually. Um, it is. It is. I mean, at the end of the day, he's an experienced player, but he's also very young. So yeah. you'll probably find in four or five years' time he'll he would change that approach. You know, it's all about learning, but 
yeah, you could also element into that as well, being like, well, we've wasted all these chances so far, so I might have a go. But it'll all come with the experience. I think it's I think when you're off when you're off form, you're either desperate to try and prove it right, which causes more mistakes, or you're you're off form, you're off form, you just nothing seems to work. You know, on another day it might have actually worked, but but it still doesn't excuse when, you know, that it's it's not been great. And in, in terms of, we've obviously spoke about the lack of finishing at the minute in the last few games. Let, let's talk replacements. The one that's been sort of taking the headlines in the last few days, obviously links with Ivan Tony. Um, could be wrong. I'm pretty sure he is an Arsenal fan, um, if I'm not mistaken. I'm sure he's come out public. He's either Liverpool or Arsenal. Is it, is it Liverpool? It depends who's interested in him, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure he did an interview and he did say, I can't remember if it was Arsenal or Liverpool now, but he was a fan of one of the clubs. Let, let's assume he's not then. Um, Liverpool, it's Liverpool. It was, okay. So scrap that, but will he join Arsenal? That's that's the ultimate question. He's obviously, he, he'll naturally at this point be linked with any team that needs a striker. We've been linked with him at Chelsea. I'm sure any other club will be. I guess, Reese, we'll come back to you first. One, is this a realistic transfer? Two, would Tony be the guy or is there other people out there who, who fit that bill? Um, Yeah, I mean, he's come out today and says that he owes Brentford, right? Um, how long ago that was recorded, I don't know. And Brentford are going to, you know, Brentford are going to try and push a hard bargain with him, I think. I think he's perfect for the way Arteta wants to play. I think he's big, he's physical. He's if you look at how he treated City's defense last season at the Etihad, you know he, he bullied them around, took their lunch money. You know he was he was on he was on top form, and I think he's exactly what we need. You know Jesus can do all the turning, but then Tony's there to whack it straight in the net. So there's no nonsense room, and he's good with headers as well. So he's a good player all around. Of course, the price comes into it. At the end of the day, money talks, right? People can say how he can say how much he owes Brentford, but if this everyone has a price. So Brentford would be looking quite nervous because even if 100 million, it might not even be that. It might be lower depending on how he wants to go. Because I, I think he hasn't even signed a new deal yet. So the clock is ticking. They might want to cash in. But of course, they, they need to keep him. They've not been doing great without him. Oh, it's a tough one because with Arteta even coming out saying it's not realistic to sign a striker this month, he has to say that because as soon as he says we're desperate, the price is treble. He's a perfect fit. But I think there are other options. But I want to hear what you two think first about, about Ivan Tony. I'll be honest, I don't see it happening January transfer window. It could happen in the summer. That might I think that makes more sense for Brentford and Tony. Um I think obviously you've got to remember Tony's coming back now from a long break. Um, not injuries, obviously, but it's still a break from playing at the highest level. Training training is one thing, playing the matches is another. So him coming in, it will still take a bit of time. So that's where I think it could be actually even better for Arsenal if they did sign him in the summer and let him have the pre-season to fit in with the Arsenal uh, Arsenal and Arteta's way of playing football. But yeah, you you are right. He, he can, I, I think he can do it at the highest level. So that would be step up for Arsenal in that position because really you take Enketia's place in the squad for it and that's I think a massive massive sort of upgrade and that's what Arsenal need to keep doing with their squad 
because we're seeing that it's probably the third best in the league at the at this current time. Um and then you've got a few I think a few teams in Europe, probably not that many. So it's it's I think the whole it's got to be Tony probably is wrong. I think there will be other alternatives. I do feel like a natural big number nine. There isn't too many of in the world that you want to sign sort of straight away and think they're going to work. So that could be the only other issue if Tony's not the answer. But yeah. he's, an instant, yeah. he's an instant response, isn't he? And yeah, I think but as well, right long term as well. Because you've got to think, yeah, it think... shouldn't be just one. It shouldn't be just this season. This season isn't everything. There is still, it's still next season. No, exactly. It gets harder every year, doesn't it? But I think using Ketia as a make-weight for Tony. I mean, in Ketia, what he's worth what thirty mil probably in today's market. So that cuts the price down. You know, it's it's possible. I think um, the obvious other potential replacements, well, not replacements, but. I guess Tony alternatives, I think I'm realistic or not. Victor Osserman's another one. Um, of course, again, similar to Tony, he's going to be heavily linked with any Premier club that needs a striker. Chelsea have obviously been heavily, heavily linked with him for a while. Could you see that happening at Arsenal? He's got a release clause of, I believe, around 120 million euros, I believe. Um, so it's, again, it's going to be 100, 100 mil. Would Arsenal do another 100 mil signing, do you think? And is Osman the guy? Um, I don't think he'll go to Arsenal. I think he, he he's similar to Tony. He's big centre-forward. And he's backed it up in the Champions League as well with goals. Um, I don't think he's what Arsenal will go for, though. I think that extra 20 million, if it really comes to it, would be a little bit too much. And I think, why would Osman go to Arsenal when he could probably go to... Real Madrid or something like that. Um, my personal shout is um, Victor. I'm going to really butcher this, but Victor Giraquez. You may not have heard of him, but he was at Coventry last year. Uh, Twenty-one oh, goals. I've heard of him. Fantasy, fantasy legend for me. Absolutely loved him. So that's how I know. <laughs> Sporting Lisbon. Moved, yeah. Yes, he yeah, moved yeah. to Sporting in the summer. He's already got eleven and fifteen in in the league. Now, he said he's happy there and, and whatever, but at the end of the day, money talks. They signed him for 20 million. He might have a 100 million release clause, but if Sporting were offered to double their money or get 50, 60 mil for him, I think they'd take it for a quick sell. And I think he's very similar to the other two. He's big, dominant. He bullies people. He's a couple of years younger than the other two. So I think he would be the perfect fit if we were looking for a cheaper option, personally. My yeah. only issue is probably the age and can he does he have enough experience to come into the Arsenal side and hit the ground running? And it may be just too soon. So that might be the problem. So that's where that would be a good long term, I think, solution. But I think a lot of Arsenal fans want a quick one, which isn't I don't think right, isn't fully right, but like this season you're realistically not gonna win the league probably not the Champions League. Let, let's give our predictions on that in a second. So th they're your sort of targets because you're at the FA Cup, out of the League Cup. It, uh, should you just pin everything on just this season? And that's where I think getting someone like him may be good for 
the coming seasons, the next two two plus years rather than the year. But then does Arteta have enough time left in his job? This is it. Look, before we give our predictions, right, at the end of the day, it looks like Arteta is going to be in it for the long run. And hopefully so. He's, he's doing a good job. How long but is the long run, though? This is like, it. This what, four years now? This is it, right? Klopp had already got to a final and won a, tie, won a trophy in his time at Liverpool by now. Everyone talks about, yes, he won the FA Cup, Arteta, but that's more of a new manager bounce thing. So you look at the season he had after that, it was terrible. He's under pressure. I always said a top four finish and no silverware this season is fine, but then you're running yourself in next season. He's He's been given the backing. He's attracting players like Declan Rice now. So there's something there he has to build. And if he's not delivering, next season could be his last because his performances, when they lose, have been poor. We actually had shots on target like, like in the game yesterday. So thankfully we can at least say, right, well, at least we're actually having shots, you know, whereas other than that, we've been dreadful and it's not been good enough, you know, and he's he's going to put himself under pressure and he's, his excuses are wearing thin. His pathetic excuses are wearing thin. So he is really under pressure. Can you write to the referees and FA? You he, know? he has to deliver. He can't, he can't keep going on about a process. Things have to eventually come to fruition, right? You can't have a, a process can't last 20 years that's not a process. That's that's a failure. So he has to deliver something. If if it's not this season, it has to be next. But thankfully, we're losing the games now. So maybe towards the end of the season, we don't lose them like we did the last two. Yeah, getting the losses out of the way early. Um. All right. Let's let's give our predictions then. Let's give our predictions. Um. So you've got you're in the knockouts of the Champions League. The draws are fairly favourable for pretty much all English teams left it. Well, two English teams left in. <laughs> yeah, so all two all two of them. Um I, I think it's Porto you've got, right, isn't it? You I'm pretty confident, you know, they're a good side. They've been in been in there. But I, I think you'll get through them. Obviously it depends on the draw. I think you will probably exit at the quarters or semi final stage, depending on the draw. I don't see you going to a final. I don't think you're ready yet. You've still got a young and inexperienced squad, which I think is what we're seeing now. Um, and I think in terms of the league, I'm going to say you'll finish the third because I still do think on their day, City and Liverpool are better than you. Sorry, Arsenal fans. us doesn't read too well. I'd probably agree with the league, I think it's going to be a t- the, the proper title race. I don't, I know it's a bit harsh to say because technically we're on the same amount of points as Arsenal. We've got game in hand, but three points, five points is nothing in the title race after 19, 20 games. So Arsenal are still technically in it. But in my opinion, I think they're going to come third as well. Um, I just think it's going to be a City Liverpool title race because I think both of us can put the runner wins together that most other teams can't. I think Arsenal have the ability, but just won't for this for this season. They'll win a few, lose, draw, draw, then win a few. So it'd be a bit faulty, but they'll get. I think they'll get third quite comfortably. In terms of the Champions League, I think you'll get to the semi-final. I, it is based on the draw. I think if you don't get Bayern, City, Real Madrid, I think you can beat pretty much all the other teams. So I think you get past them. So if, if you get quite the quite nice side of the draw, if you think of last year's sort of side of the draw, 
and get what Mil the both Milan's had, you could get to the final, really. So I don't think it's fully out of the question you get into a final. But I think the likeliness of the semi-final draw you'll get by Munich City, Real Madrid, is quite high. So it's, yeah, one of them. So semi-final, third place. Yeah, I think I think we should go through in our tie against Porto. I think we'll probably lose the first leg away 1-0 because that's just what we do against these sorts of teams, which is not good, but we should beat them at home in the second leg. I've got Arsenal down to a T the last two seasons saying exactly what's going to happen to them and it's going to happen exactly again. I put them for third at the start of the season. I think that'll be the case. Hopefully fans are now waking up and realising they're not as good as what they think. The third is still an achievement because you need to consolidate that top four. And that's it. That's simple as that. They've, they're not good enough, but at least they've made some sort of progress there. Cool. Well, that just about wraps us up for another episode. As always, we do want to hear from you guys, particularly Arsenal fans. Have we been too harsh or are we absolutely spot on? And also, don't forget to comment below with your predictions to where Arsenal are going to finish in the league and how far they're going to go in the Champions League. But as always, like, comment and subscribe. You know the drill. Okay.